All right, welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. I have Monk here with me to help out. Uh, it was supposed to go down a year ago. We have Jimbo Mathis in Columbus, Mississippi. Howdy, man. How are y'all doing, man? We're good. good. We're good. glad to get this rescheduled and get yes. back on the books, man. Glad to have you in, right. the, in the building, man. Didn't think it would ever happen. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. I'm a little appre- nervous, apprehensive. I don't know what the word is to yeah. describe. First show in over a year. That I've done. I've been on isolation like all the rest of us, and uh, but I've corralled all these musicians back up again, of course, and uh, so now, who let's just get back to work. Who all did you know? bring with you tonight? Matt Patton. Uh, it's the Dialback Sound, so it's it's the studio band from Dialback, uh, Mississippi. Uh, okay. Dialback Sound, you know, uh, Bronson Two, Matt Patton. Uh, Schaefer Lana, Alex Holman, and myself, you know, and uh, that's the studio band from... They kind of got a Fame Records thing kind of happening up there, how they got a house band. We do, yeah, we do. I noticed that our buddy Taylor Hollingsworth even said that, uh, you know, hey, I'll come play on your record at Dialback Sound if you want us to, (laughs) if you want me to. It's a nice little house band down there. It's right in the neighborhood, you know, where we all live. Uh, Matt Patton owns the studio. He kept it going... uh, and uh, putting out some great records, man. Yeah. Through all this. Yeah, and just you know, just over the year of not being on the road, um, as far as uh, songwriting and what you've been up to, what have you what have you done with 2020 with the time off? Man, I've been doing a lot of songwriting, uh, a lot of scheming. I had some big records coming up, like the uh, Andrew Bird, Jimbo, the Mathis Bird record, we recorded before the pandemic, and then that's been gaining a lot of ground, you know, just here recently just on its own so no gigs but uh keeping creative you know i'm a creative type if i don't create i'm sort of miserable i'm sort of withering on the vine you know i I did realize that you know over this time so i do visual art i do music you know anything i can to keep the creative juices flowing you know writing of course you know yeah and just to take it back man like where are you originally from and um like, where did the uh, the creative influence come from? I'm from Alcorn County, Mississippi, so just north of here, you know, in uh, northeast Mississippi, corner of Tennessee and Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where I grew up. I was born in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, my creative thing comes from my, my dad, my uncles, my cousins, everybody I played with growing up up there in Alcorn County, so... It was just a uh, social music, you know, we played for picnics, uh, family reunions, funerals, church things sometimes, you know, uh, and uh, and so I'm right from this neighborhood, man. You know, yeah. I, I got my start in Starkville when I first moved out, uh, played in the band down there, got my first record deal in Starkville, and uh, shortly thereafter, you know, went on my path, but... Some formative years I spent in Octavio County, you know, 17, 18 years old. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Sure did. At, at, at uh, Mississippi State. I was a philosophy student at the uh, Ag College. Yeah. <laughs> That's we not a joke, you, man. We see you use that. That's de- real. We see you use that degree. To, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> well, well as a, a songwriter, you got to be a philosopher. <laughs> I, I guess mean, so. That's it. you got to be a linguist. you got to be a poet. Yeah. You got to be a psychologist, people person, you know. Yeah. So, what came after Starkville? Is that when the Squirrel Nut Zippers became a thing, or 
I decided uh, growing up here in Mississippi, I knew there was a bigger path for me. I just didn't know how to get it in the mid 80s. I really didn't know what that entailed. Sure. You know, because uh, Mississippi music wasn't really celebrated then. I mean, we're going back 30 years now. Yeah. You know, or 30 years plus. And so we didn't have all the markers and all the things telling mm -hmm. you, you know, where you're from, you know, if, even if you're driving around the streets of Columbus, you know, or, 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 or West Point or, or hell, uh, Mabin or anywhere. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't never know. So now you can drive around and see history right in front of you. Mm -hmm. At that time, it really wasn't celebrated. So I kind of had to leave the state, you know, to figure it out. Yeah. I had to go do research and figure it out on my own. Uh, but it was within about three years of moving to Chapel Hill that I uh, started the Zippers and got a big kind of career going on that. But, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I'd say it was a big career. I mean, hell. We've done good. I mean, yeah. yeah. People know the words to hell. On I work on Alt 1017 in Tuscaloosa, and we still play hell on our you Time Warp Tuesday. <laughs> There's one word of that you're going to remember, either the squirrel, the nut, or the zipper. You know, you're going to remember part of that name. Yeah, exactly. And uh, everybody knows it, your grandmama, your mom, your dad, you know. So that was a real blessing, you know. I never yeah. really planned on that. I just knew I had a bigger vision than what I could put together down here at that time yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it didn't take me about 10 years up in north carolina before I, I realized i could come back home and i've been here in mississippi ever since you know doing studios doing producing gigging mm -hmm. uh, playing for buddy guy I had, you know all kind of people come to my my studio you know like elvis costello and, um wow. you know made some big records with people but it took me about 10 years up there to kind of piece it all together and then mm -hmm. get back. Yeah. Uh, because I had a lot of roots uh, placed up there. So about 2003 or so, I came back. And I've been here ever since, man. You know, mm -hmm. I've been gigging, producing, writing, collaborating. Yeah, I saw that recently that uh, you were collaborating with a friend of mine, Spencer Thomas. Um, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we got to stick together. His, yeah. yeah, I mean, us Mississippi musicians, it's the least uh, judgmental place you can be yeah. on the bandstand in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're black, you're white, what color you are. If you're Filipino, uh, you know, you're welcome on the bandstand here as long as you're a great musician, which we have an abundance of them. Yeah. Um, still do, as a matter of fact. And um, still have a lot of great things going on. Mm. Well, you would hope that with Mississippi's great musical heritage that you know, those people would have learned from, from those people and handed down and, and you know, really embraced um, what we have here in Mississippi. And it's really good. I've noticed, I mean, just look at the Dialback Sound Band alone, you know, yeah. at the amount of musicians coming out of that area around the, the hill country. It's crazy. And you know, there you are in the middle of it, you know. Yeah, and we bring people in from the outside to share and how we do it, you know, and there's people sniffing around all the time to see how we do it in the studio. Yeah. You know, how you make that magic in the studio. Uh -huh. Tonight we're doing a live band, and that's a whole other art form. Luckily, I got to have the studio band with me, you know. But mm -hmm. um, the, the studio magic is definitely a real thing. I mean, that's how rock and roll was created yeah. in Memphis, you know, with Sam Phillips. And, you know, Mississippi and, and Deep South, Mid-South ingenuity has created rock and roll, the blues, you know. We're just li living in that legacy. I'm lucky enough to have learned from the masters, you know, firsthand. Yeah. You know, black and white. 
Yeah. You know, honky-tonk uh, men, blues men, you name it. Yeah, I mean, I heard, like, just doing the sound check, uh, just going over a guitar riff, and I just heard that, oh, that's that old Model, two, Model T uh, lick. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. T Model T Model Ford, yeah. That's it. I mean, it got in my DNA, you know, and so many things have, have, have helped, like the, the Fat Possum records, like you mentioned, T-Model. Mm-hmm. That helped re- reinvigorate rock and roll. I mean, you look at the band like the Black Keys, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they got their whole first trick bag from, you know, Holly Springs, Marshall County, mm-hmm. uh, Chulahoma, you know, up in Marshall County, and that's, you know, reinvigorated rock and roll. That's right. To a large extent. So it's like the, the Jimmy Reed, you know, of our time, you know. Yeah, and now um, uh, Dan Auerbach is giving back, and he's come back, and he's started to pick up people like Robert Finley. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for Have you heard that track from Robert Finley? Jimmy <laughs> Duck <laughs> also, Holmes, even. Yeah, Jimmy Duck Holmes, you know. Um, it's really good that he's he, he realized where he got it from. So he's like, hey, I'm going to do the same. Kind of I got some inside information on that Robert Finley thing because uh, uh, Dan and uh, – and the Black Keys, they're going out. I mean, I don't know when this podcast is, is due to air, uh, but this is just an inside scoop for your listeners, you know, and yourselves, uh, because uh, Robert Finley's going to open up for the Black Keys in September on the whole na- awesome. nation tour. And I'm the band leader. My uh, Dial Back Sound is going to be the backup band for Robert. Wow. Awesome. You know, well, uh, that's good because, because we, I have a long history with Robert, and, yeah. and, and uh, so it, how it. Messages with the blues and R&B and rock and roll now. It, it's another time opening up. But, yeah, we're going to be out there uh, in September rocking the stadiums with Robert Finley. You know, well, that's a good thing. Dial back sound. Because you know? I just put in an offer for Robert <laughs> Finley here at the Arts Council. So. I'll probably be here. <laughs> we might have you back. I'll yeah. probably be here. Uh, that's awesome. We're probably going to do uh, Newport Folk Festival with him and – it's a long-standing collaboration, but it's one from the big legal mess, fat possum era that's moved mm-hmm. over now to, to Dan and other people picking it up. You it's know. Great, that's great, man. And, it's, uh, it's like stepping into a, just a whole new generation. It, it is, you know. It, it's really passing it on. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. And so I'm super excited about everything. 2021, you know, it shaped up to be who knew. But I think for music, it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are going to be happy, excited, you know, to get out in front of some live music again mm-hmm. and to, you know, just feel it and dance and, and socialize and have fun. You know, that's coming back with a vengeance, I would say. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, here, <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. And just seeing some of the, the festivals and the lineups coming out, it's like, yeah. and you know these musicians, they got to be so hungry. Just to be back on that stage. I think the audience almost more, you know. The, yeah. I, I know a lot of musicians that have been really missing it. I'm not a super, like, I don't need a lot of uulation, you know. I don't need a lot of applause. Like, I'm happy to just kind of be on the quarantine in a way. <laughs> yeah. I've worked so hard. I've been, done so many dates on the road. Not to make light of it, but sure. at the yeah. same time, yeah. you know. It didn't bother me. I just kind of rested. You know, I've been on the road, you know, since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a nice time for me to re- regroup. And now I see people coming back and going, okay, maybe we appreciate this a little bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe we appreciate what, what was going on here. It was right in front of us. We didn't realize it. Maybe people from Bernice, Louisiana, didn't appreciate how much they dug uh, 
Robert Finley. Yeah. And he's right there in the hometown. Mm-hmm. Maybe people that uh, live right in Water Valley didn't realize how much they appreciate the, the dial-back sound, the studio sound that's, you know, changing the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, this, this new year could be a brave new world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely, I agree with what you said about it's, um, it's going to give us all a, a new appreciation. Like, I cannot wait for the show tonight. The only show that I've been to that hasn't been in our main gallery where we were socially distanced, I went to see Lucero at a, a drive-in movie theater last weekend. And this is going to be nice because we're back into our theater. Full we're, on, loud, We're, we're person to person. Yeah, you mm-hmm, know, exactly. And, and that's why I didn't really dig the... The computer stuff, and I just, I'm a people musician. Yeah. I need human beings in front of me. I don't need the computer screen. It, it just <laughs> kind of fell flat for me with the Zoom stuff and the yeah. and the, the live streaming stuff. I'm just a juke joint entertainer, man. I, yeah. I need people in front of me. Yeah. You know, so this is a big deal. That's why I said earlier, I'm a little nervous and I got butterflies. <laughs> you know, a little yeah. apprehensive. I've been doing this since I was six years old, and... I'm 53 now, you know. I'll be 54 next year if I live, you know. But uh, I got a little butterfly. You know? <laughs> That's a good just, uh But I know I got such a great band. I know people are going to be so happy. Yeah. And we got the songs. We come from the deep south, man, where the roots, we know the roots, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all of us right here. And so we know how to share them. We have to keep the, the, the vine growing, Yeah. you know. And, um, and so... I got a, a new invigoration, I guess, after this year of just cooling my jets. I don't need the applause, I don't need the uh, attention, but I can do music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can provide that, and it brings me joy and it brings other people joy. So it kind of put things in perspective, I guess. Yeah. Do you know? To, to credit you, though, I thoroughly enjoyed when you do the family stuff in the front yard on Facebook Live. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> on Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, Last Mother's yeah Day. I enjoyed well, that. I tried some, but it's just, uh, it fell <laughs> flat for me. Like I say, I'm a Jew joining her. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a people person, you know. So, like here tonight, I'll be, you know, meeting everyone from Columbus, everywhere they come from. I know some people are coming from Caledonia. You know, Starkville, different areas around here, and so you even got. I some, look forward to seeing them. Got some of your old uh, cronies from uh, Chapel Hill coming, uh, like uh, Paco, Scott Gould's. Okay, well, he's from Caledonia. Yes, but he went out there because right. he was with Trailer Bride for a little bit. Right. Wasn't? Well, he kind of followed me area. out there. Did it? Yeah. I was one of the pioneers, you know, uh, to, to first move to to Carolina. Well, several people like Glenn Graham from yeah, uh, West Mellon. Point, yep. from Blind Maryland, they followed me out there. Uh, the Sleepy House thing, that was in mm-hmm. uh, Durham. They, uh, Trey Batson, he's a guy that not, not a lot of people know about uh, that has stayed in music, you know. Uh, so we had a little migration at, at that time. What did y'all yeah. see out there? Well, you know, I, I was lucky because I was a, a, a merchant marine. I was a deckhand. Mm-hmm. So when I was 18, uh, 19, 20, 21, I turned 21 on the boats. And so I, I got a, a, a perspective where I could work a month and then, and then just on the barges, on the boats, mm-hmm. never get off the river, and then get a month off to do whatever you wanted to do. So going back to the earlier conversation, I knew there was a bigger life for me somewhere. I didn't know where to go. So I would get my truck, I had a camper on the back, you know, and I'd drive to California. 
I drive to Washington State. I drive to Texas. Uh, you know, uh, I drive up east. You know, go to Philly and all the all the towns. You know, but the place I found, you know, that really resonated with me was Chapel Hill, because it was southern. Mm-hmm. It still had a deep southern feel for me. You know, I could still get hush puppies. Uh, you know, I could still resonate with the people, but there were clubs that had music. There were record labels going on, you know, and so it seemed like a, a great burgeoning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Bands were accepted, like the Flat Duo Jet, Southern Culture on the Skids, uh, Red Clay Ramblers, you know, they were accepted as being yeah. uh, uh, unique musicians. R.E.M. at that time. Wasn't you know. uh, the Chickasaw Mud Puppies, weren't they from up that area? They're from around Georgia, but okay. at, at the same time, you know. Uh, so it was, Athens was, was doing good. Mm-hmm. Chapel Hill was doing good at that time. Gotcha. If you were an eccentric and, and you wanted to, to do something in the Deep South, those were sort of your meccas. Uh, Chapel Hill was a little bit ahead of that. I just caught it at the right time. Uh, I saw I could get a job, you know, uh, washing dishes. Like I could get a job uh, washing dishes for like 12 bucks an hour, you know, in uh, 1989. Uh, and I couldn't, that was like top dollar in Mississippi. Yeah. Like, I mean, you couldn't be almost anybody down there making that kind of money. And so it was an artist's haven, you know, and that's why Scott Goolsby from, from Caledonia came out there because I called my buddies, you know, and I said, hey, this is a great place to come. Let's go do music and, mm-hmm. and get it on. So that's why I called uh, Paco, yeah. you know, from Caledonia, and he came up and he made some music history up there, you know. That's it. And just, uh, you mentioned Robert Finley in September. Um, just future dates, just for listeners. Um, what are some of the places that you'll be at in the 2021? Well, for sure, Newport Folk Festival. Um, I just encourage anybody, because things are coming in fast and, and quick right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, 1st of April now, so, you know, dates are coming in. So I just advise them, you know, if they want to see what I'm doing, go to the real Jimbo Mathis. You know, or, or JimboMathis.com, and um, we'll update all the dates, and um, can be some really big things coming up this year, man. You know, I might go get a Grammy or something. There you go. You know? Do it. You know? Is uh, your visual art, is, is that on your website as well? Somewhat. I mean, you can see it on my, uh, on my album covers and, and, uh, and uh, some visual art, but uh, it's kind of a sideline of... Not really on Front Street right now, um, but uh, somewhat on my album covers, you know, you'll see that, you know, okay. but uh, maybe more to come. The puppetry stuff, the puppets? Or yeah, the, I mean, you'll see, or yeah, you'll you'll see that. that, you'll see some of that. Uh, if you look at my Instagram page, you'll see all kind of crazy shit, <laughs> uh, you know, and you'll get a real slice of life. You know, I like to be, I'm an honest musician, artist, you know, I just put it all out there you know, every day. So, uh, you know, even through the pandemic, I was trying to create, I was trying to put things out there that maybe res- people respond to. So I brought out some different visual art, but you know, if you look at that, you know, you'll really see all kinds of things, you know, collaborations with other artists, you'll see visual art, you'll see film, you'll see music, you'll see concerts, you know, working touring band, you'll see recording band producing. Um, and so I can do all that right down there in, you know, Taylor, 
Mississippi, where I live, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, what a blessing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Jimbo, we're at that 20-minute mark, and I wanted to respect your time. I, res I appreciate you uh, sitting down here with us. Uh, Monk, did you have anything else for me? I'm good. Out? I'm good. I've got more to do. i got to ask him questions on stage, so i got to save a few back for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, right on, man. Well, Jimbo, thank you so much for taking the hey, time. Hey, thank you all for having me, boys. I really appreciate it. And howdy to all your listeners out there. Love you, and I can't wait to see you at the big rodeo. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. <laughs> news and notes thank you so much for listening to the porch talk if you haven't done so already i would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on i appreciate it in advance share it with your buddy put it on your social media if you're bad tell uh just tell somebody you heard a little bit from jimbo here you got to know him uh how about knowing some of his music here is a song called south of laredo off of his Incinerator album. Happens to be Monk's favorite song. Let's see how it weighs out with you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace out, guys. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. A ride across Texas is a mighty long thing, especially when you got Oh, so thirsty We rode 100 miles We rode 200 miles We rode 300 miles There was less The men were so dusty and lonesome They were mutinous If you wanna get wet Yeah.